Hello and welcome to HearthCast, a podcast about World of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. Coming up in this episode, spoiler etiquette, lazy or resourceful, and do we need a Hearthstone deck locker? So hey there for Recoface. Hey there, Root. Tell me about your week in the Blizzard universe. In the past few weeks, I've done a lot of fun things. One of them was Trial of Style. Now, did you win? No. The yeah. highest I got was second place. Well, Grant. But it was so much fun. Was it how, how many people were in there? Uh, six. Oh, that's not bad then. Grant. Yeah. And uh, it is my favorite micro holiday so far. I knew you'd like it. <laughs> I really did. I like the themes. I was kind of sad when they did, uh, one of the themes was to wear mismatched outfits. Oh, yeah? And mine was not ugly enough. Because I put it together, <laughs> I changed something last minute. I'm like, wait, that kind of matches. <laughs> that looks I good. I it, yeah. I'm a fashionista. I wouldn't say it looks good, but it just didn't look bad enough. Okay. But I was very <laughs> amused by the challenges. I got the, uh, the reward set for uh, mail and cloth. So the reward for winning... The oh, transmog is it more wasn't transmog. For winning, okay. But yeah, um, you basically got tokens at the end of the scenario, and you got more tokens the higher you placed. Yeah, all right. Even if you didn't place, you still got some. So it was just a matter of doing the scenario a few times. And what can you do with those tokens? All you could really buy with them was transmog stuff. Yeah. So the reward for transmog it's is transmog. transmog. Well, why not? Because the reward for dailies is more dailies. That's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the reward for grinding in all your gear is. More gear to grind out. Yeah, Yeah, I see this. Yeah. I also boosted a shaman. Yes, you did. I've had this boost since I bought Legion. Wow, that's that's like a while to have that. I know. Because the last time I boosted a character, I had no attachment to it. I boosted a priest and then I didn't do anything with her. It's kind (laughs) of like, uh, she's there. Did you boost it to kind of like try it out to see if you'd like it and you didn't want to deal uh, with the low levels of see oh, if you like it? Oh, I know it. what it was. Initially, I wanted to see what how much money I can make in the garrison without leaving it. So, yeah, right. so it was an experiment. Yeah. And then I got bored of it pretty quickly. Yeah. Then I got her to level 100. This expansion, I took her to the priest order hall. I'm like, this is cool order hall. Okay. And then- <laughs> <laughs> so you went from garrisons to order hall. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, I'd go back and get her uh, class campaign done and the class mount, but uh, I don't know. But the shaman is interesting because the DPS itself is similar enough to a major hunter that I feel like it flows. All right, yeah. And the healing is not complicated the way I was afraid to be complicated. Once I figured out that there's a few spells or abilities that you really only use in a raid that aren't that efficient in a five-man party... Then I was ignoring those and focusing on my other heels. I oh, think okay. I was doing a little better. Yeah, very cool. And I had to move my frames around. I had them all to the top left, the way that the default comes. Sure. And I was trying to play whack-a-mole with that, and I was like, this isn't working. <laughs> but I used shadow unit frames, which is very customizable. Yes, it is. So now they are at the bottom of my screen, and they grow to the right. Okay. So, I have, yeah. yeah, this horizontal bar at the bottom of my screen makes it a little easier. Very cool. The only thing I'm trying to figure out is if it'll flash or something when they get it below a certain amount of health. 
or change colors, but I can't find a setting with it. Mm. But there might be another add-on that I had to get. Or, or what, what I have found, and I don't know this, this is just me speaking off the cuff, a lot of times add-ons now have their own subreddit. Really? Yeah. And if you, don't, know. Yeah, if you don't know how to do something, as opposed to asking on wherever you got your add-on from in that forum, if you go ask in the uh, Reddit, then other people can contribute to that, not necessarily the author. They can say, oh, I've done this, and this is what oh, I did. that's a good idea. So it is much more uh, public, and it's a lot better. That's about the only thing interesting that's been up with me, though. How has uh, your week been? Well, let's see. I was deathly ill. No, I just had a cold. <laughs> but You, man. I know. You get a cold. So the sick. end of the world. <laughs> All I could do was lay on the couch and ask for the remote control so I could con- <laughs> print out Netflix. <laughs> so I finally figured out what was going on with my druid. If you remember and recall, I was having a problem with my artifact weapon. I couldn't progress anywhere. I didn't have any quests anywhere. I couldn't figure anything out. Oh, that's right. You had a problem getting uh, the empowered. Yeah. You had it's like no matter what I was doing. Yeah. What you spend anymore. And I actually put a ticket in. And I got a response. And he said, look, normally... We can't really help you out with this. However, it looks like you're right in the middle of a particular quest, and you'll find this guy at this place. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I, I shared that with you, and you're like, I think that guy's in the middle of Dalaran through that portal. And that's where he was. I had started some little demon invasion thing in there where these little demons come through uh, portals and didn't realize it was going to, I, was, I like had a few minutes and I thought it was just going to be like a, a talking quest type thing, like go talk to this guy. And when I went to talk to him, the demons invaded and I'm like, I don't have time for this right now. And so I, I don't have time for demons right now. Yeah. <laughs> Who has time for <laughs> demons? And so I, I, I stopped that part of it and then completely forgot about it because when you're in that little middle place, you're not anywhere really on the map in Dalaran. That's true. Yeah. You're not going to walk past it. No. Yeah, unless you have a reason to go in there. Right, and I didn't think about checking that place. So I went for like a week or more trying to struggle to figure out why I can't advance in my artifact. We got that done. I have the class hall mount now, the giant um, pug bird. I don't know. It's a like it's like an owl, but it has a very flat face, and he's big. I like it. I think he's cute. It's a passenger mount, which is nice. I can't figure out how to get back to my normal... Uh, druid bird flying form and that is annoying me right now i don't always want to be the it's big not bird. listed as a separate mount in your it's mount travel, journal, form. Right? travel form so yeah it's kind i of don't rare. know i might be lost no it's got to be in there somewhere but what's kind of cool about this is it's such a large uh mount that i'll use the world shrinker to make him even larger and just park in places <laughs> just to be annoying it's kind of fun it's even more annoying that you're shrinking everyone around you. <laughs> no, I don't like being smaller. I'm not shrinking you. Don't play with me like this. <laughs> <laughs> you just told me you're using the world shrinker. I uh, know. It only affects me. It doesn't affect no, you. No. Everyone else is shrinking. You just look bigger by comparison. No. I'm not. <laughs> uh, so he's doing pretty good. I've been uh, in some mythic pluses with him already. I went through a mythic plus seven with him. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. I got drugged through a Mythic Plus 7. Oh, very nice. Uh, with my guild. I told him, I'm like, I'm, this is where I'm at. Like, great. You'll pick up a lot of gear. Let's go. And we did. And it was a lot of fun. 
You did that after you got your artifact unlocked. Yes. So you yeah. actually yeah. use all that yeah. artifact power you collected. Yeah. Oh, man, I had so much. <laughs> I was like, I'm done again because I had it all saved up. That was a lot of fun. It was, it was so many so many artifact powers. 7.3 hit, man. I got root into Argus as soon as I could, and I I love-hate the place already. I got used to where everything was in in on the maps, and now I have new maps to learn, new terrain to deal with. More green stuff. It's very jagged, that terrain in Argus. It's very jagged. I don't like jagged. I think it's supposed to be. It's very jagged. Semi-destroyed world. Then I uh, I went I went exploring, and I found this little ledge around. There's like a, I don't know, some little spaceship. It's not one of ours. It's one of theirs. Maybe. I don't know what it is. It's on the eastern side of the map. And so I'm in there. I'm looking at it. And I was like, huh, there's like a little itty-bitty ledge. And so I hopped down there, and I'm like, I can walk on this ledge. And I walked all around the ledge. And I'm like, oh, they, they had, have hidden something here. This is going to be great. I'm going to find something really cool. I'll be able to post it. I'll be the first one. Yeah, man. No, you die. You're just walking along and Ugh, you're dead. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm just dead. There's no warning. There's no, your health doesn't decrease. It's just instant death. There's something in there. You just, you just die. That's creepy. You're just on the ledge. You're just walking around I, on the ledge. I found a ledge, but it wouldn't let me go past it. There's like an invisible wall. Uh, I don't like those either. But yeah, just just died. No fun. Uh, yeah, other than that, we're doing the LFR kind of thing when we can. Gil Jaden's been killed Jaden a couple times. For you, not for me. You've yet to kill Kill Jaden. I've yet to kill Kill Jaden. Freckleface. We need we need to remedy this. That's what we should have done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know what? Next we, uh we next tried. Week, yeah. Well the problem was like last Tuesday, which is when we kind of set aside time for us to play, was Argus. So nobody's gonna go do LFR because everybody's busy doing Argus. New content. They're gonna go eat that stuff up. So we'll wait. We'll get back in there. We'll get we'll get you kill your kill Jaden kill. Get that taken care of. And in Hearthstone, I have um allowed myself, given myself permission, if you will, uh, to complete daily quests. Any quest I have, I'm trying to complete it. If there's a quest usually it's a no battle quest. Unless it was like one of the easy ones like Spectator Friend or you just ignore them or you try to cancel them? I would, well, I would cancel them because you don't ignore them. They don't go away. You yeah, to. but if you cancel them, it just gives you another one. Well, that's what I mean. But if you, you you can cancel it, you'll get another one. And then if you have something, like, there's still ones I can't complete. Like, if it, if it is, like, a particular, like, win with a priest, I don't really have a strong priest deck. I'm not going to win that's with a priest. That's when you battle a friend and you say, let I me know, win. I know, you win trade. I get it. It's easier for me at this point in time just to cancel that one random, you know, you're going to get another okay, one pop enough. up. Yeah. And if it comes up and it's like, hey, a hunter, warlock, play this many battle cries or death rattles. Play some great. cards, yeah. yeah. I'm good to go there. Do this one's damage. I'm fine. I'll do that. And I'm having fun with that. Building my decks again. For, I had people spectating me, which makes me feel nervous. I need to turn that off. I'm like, you, you don't want to watch me. You don't want to watch me. It's the last thing you want to do. But here, here's the cool part. I have... Uh, Often quipped about the tournament win that I have, which was one round in one game of one tournament that I won. <laughs> and I won because the other guy conceded. But in my book, what, that's still a win. Did you not beat him? What do you mean? Oh, my goodness. No way. It was, oh. it was, it was, our, it was one, of the, one of our innkeepers from Why our fireside. Why did he concede? 
Because there was no possible way. He wasn't getting weapon drops, and I was I was doing enough damage so to him. So you did win. Yeah, he conceded, but I won. Yeah, you won. It was still that, a win. And so I yeah. held that win, even though we had, he like rechallenged me and like mopped the floor with me in five turns. It was over. It was crazy. But I still have that one win. So we had one of our listeners uh, who was spectating me. And he commented, he goes, I, was like, I told him, you don't want to spectate me. You really don't. I'm not that good. He goes, no. Number one, I can't believe you're playing Hearthstone. And I want to witness this for myself. <laughs> but number two, I want to see the move that got you your legendary win. Frack, as soon as he said that, the guy conceded. And I said, there you go. <laughs> that is, there is the move. <laughs> My board presence intimidated him. It was. Actually, that one I did have a very large board, board presence on. Yeah. And I think he just realized he wasn't getting the cards, and I was. So he conceded. So that was kind of fun. And then you and I wrapped out our week by a nice little gathering of fellow Horde players here in Orlando. Got together, had a little bit of running around to do. We did, uh, we ran heroic dungeons. With a uh, someone who, who in our meetup group hasn't played for months and came back to her DK and we kind of catching her back up by running heroic uh, dungeons it was a lot of fun. You know, for her everything's been moved around. Yeah, oh, she was completely baffled. You know, she what is this? Find what is her, that? Yeah, she couldn't find her battle res. Yeah, you know, things get changed. A lot of times they're subtle. It can be frustrating people come back. Yeah, if you don't keep up on patch notes and you don't keep up on what's going on and you come back and load in your character and decide you're going to go run a dungeon immediately. Eh. Yeah. Oh, which speaking of this, I meant to bring it up earlier when I talked about my boosted character. And I I did tweet this out when it happened. So boosted shaman. She's a dwarf. Um, So I do the initial uh, scenario like on the boat to like fight things that help me learn my spells. Sure. And then it sends me to Stormwind. Tells me to go talk to King Anduin. There are two King Anduins on the throne room. What? One of them is sitting on the throne and one of them is standing in front of it. One of them is from the old quest that you used to get, um, I forgot which expansion it was, either Mist or, or Rod, where he was first, you know, growing up and he had to take him around Storm and all that. Right, yeah. So he's sitting there offering that quest. <laughs> Can you take the young me out? <laughs> he's kind of annoying. He's standing right in front of me. It was so odd. It is I had the quest to turn in something to Anduin, and there's two Anduins. Did you submit a ticket? I would have submitted a ticket. Ah, I should have. Maybe I can go back and find my screenshot. Screenshot it, send a blizzard and go, really, guys? Yeah. Because that's... Really? There's a lot of details that I think just get thrown to the wayside. Swept under the carpet. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like people who make the game have not in a long time gone back and viewed a New Year's Year experience. I agree. Uh, I think what they're doing, they're playing in-game content with in-game characters who... We all know that uh, Blizzard... Employees can get whatever they want, and they can they can outfit a character however they want that character outfitted. And so they're I don't think like you said they're not going through and going okay let me go get a vanilla account here and by vanilla I mean brand new let me set up a brand new account that has nothing new let me here's this Gmail address it's not a Blizzard address it's everything brand spanking new and let me experience this with new eyes because it's broken. And I also got a Hearthstone to my garrison. This is for a boosted 100. <laughs> right. Like you need that. Yeah. If I didn't know any better, I would go there and spend a lot of time in what would ultimately be a waste of time because mm-hmm. it looks real interesting. It looks like there's a lot of stuff to do, but it's old stuff. So I don't know. They need a focus group or something because I, yeah. I know they do that. 
I've been part of uh, groups where I've gotten paid to come in and play a game for a few hours and write down opinions and everything. Hey, Blizz! They took it, yeah, a fresh group of people who've never played a WoW and, like, see how confused... Frustrated. Or not confused they are. Yeah, mm. I think it'd be helpful. Well, there's your extra tip for the day here, folks. Here in Hearthcast. Blizzard, you need a uh, brand new focus group to let you know how sometimes confusing and frustrating your game can be to new players. This podcast is made possible through the kind support of our Patreons. For more information about Hearthcast and how you can support us, visit patreon.com slash E-I-P-S. So, Frank, one of the weird things about me, well, I don't consider it weird, but other people consider this weird, is I do I'll be not, judge that. All right. I do not watch Game of Thrones. Not too weird. All right. But here's the beauty of it. Game of Thrones can't be spoiled for me because I don't watch Game of Thrones. I'm like that meme that dude is like, you can't spoil, <laughs> you can't have Games of Thrones spoiled for you if you don't watch Game that's of Thrones. True. So that's me. But when 7.3 hit, Blizzard told everybody servers are going to be online at, and they said 3 p.m. Pacific. They were online a lot earlier than 3 p.m. Pacific, like by about six or seven hours. What this meant is people who were looking forward to coming home and checking out Argus and checking out all, all the cool stuff going on suddenly had a Facebook full of people going to Argus and posting screenshots and videos and everything else about what's happening in Argus. And people got mad that the content was being spoiled for them. Like, it's like, hey, I'm looking forward to doing this tonight. I don't need this in my face. Because there are some interesting things that happen. So it got me thinking, like, what is spoiling? How, I mean, what are the rules in a game versus other kind of content? What is the etiquette when it comes to a spoiler? That's a hard one to figure out. On the one hand, this is a group for World of Warcraft players. Yes. So typically when you are, you know, watching YouTube videos or listening to a podcast or join groups or go on a Reddit for something, there is some of an expectation that you might learn something that could be a spoiler. So to make a blanket rule and to say, well, you should never post anything that's spoilers might be a bit extreme. But what's a reasonable time frame? See, that's the biggest question for me. Because what you have is, we, we, the world we live in right now is me first. That is a very strong reason as to why I can see that little exploration around that little ledge that I was on. And when I died, I posted a screenshot. Of it. I'm like, don't go here. You'll die. And now I'm pretty sure people want to go there and die <laughs> but, <laughs> just to prove me wrong. But here's the thing. When there's something new, people want to be the first one to share that. Oh, I want to be first. I'm going to take a screenshot and, and I'll get my little five minutes of fame or whatever it is on the Internet. But when you look at time, I really think for a, for a video game like World of Warcraft, where the content is dripped out on us every 77 days, give us one day. Wait. That's just being considered to other people. Just give them that one 24-hour period. Look, if you miss it on patch, because a lot of people don't come out and play on patch day. Because everything's broken. All your add-ons don't work. Nothing. Yeah, so, my bag won't open. Yeah, there's always yeah, some. Over the place. It just gets glitchy. So a lot of people don't play on patch day. 
And as soon as something happens, now here's the, the other side of this is this has been relatively known. A lot of this stuff has been known on the PTR. And you don't see people on the PTR going into the mainstream places and spoiling everything. But as soon as this was available, persons out there spoiling what I consider some pretty big plot points. Well, they usually don't include cutscenes in the PTR for that reason. That's true. They probably leak them out immediately. Yeah, and we might be able to figure it out what happened from the rest of the quest line. Yeah, and the dialogue and some other things, yes. Yeah, I think the minimum should be one day. Because you have to look at it as if someone really wanted to play it as soon as possible, when would they play it? Probably when they got home from work that night. Right. So at least give that chance. If someone decides not to play that night, you know, you might say, well, maybe they don't care as much about Warcraft as other people. Well, I mean, life intervenes. Yes. Not everybody works at 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Not everybody can get the time to play like when other people have to play. So we have to understand that there is some give and take when it comes to that. It's not that they don't care enough about WoW. It's just that they have priorities in their lives. Well, maybe we just think about it as one day would be the amount of time that a typical player who really cares about the storyline would get it done with. A typical player, not all players. Right. Well, that would, yeah, the fringe exception being someone who couldn't physically play the game for whatever reason. But yes, yeah. one day. And then the other time frame would be any player who is active in Warcraft and they like to play it regularly, they're going to play within the week. Maybe their definition of playing regularly is only Tuesdays and Thursdays or only on the weekend. Yeah, weekend warriors. But if they play at all regularly... And not just you know every once in a while thing, then they'll see the content within a week. So that's another good benchmark. I give the week for uh, stuff that has a lockout, like raids. If you have a raid yeah. and there's something that's really wickedly cool that happens in, a, in that raid, give it a week. Now, that's people who are going to spoil. Now, there's other places like, uh, you know, Method or some world first guild that streams their practice runs and whatnot. If you're going to their websites, you're going to get things spoiled for you, no matter what. So that's an acceptance. If it is a public forum, that's what I'm referring to. Like someone goes on a public right. forum and says, hey, you know, this is this weird thing while you're in this uh, encounter. Yeah, there's, there's two parts to this. One is the time and the other one is the method. The person that you're referring to, they took some screenshots in the afternoon and posted them up during the afternoon. Usually, Facebook albums will only show the first few pictures. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it's not until you click through that you're going to see all of them. So they could have put some other kind of filler pictures before. Or make something that says spoilers ahead. Right. You know, click through at your own risk. When you watch a YouTube video, typically, it's going to be titled something that you know what it is. And if you really don't want that stuff spoiled, you're not going to go watch a video that says 7.3 Argus. You're just not going to watch it. But then again, if you do watch that YouTube video, you still have about three minutes of someone telling you how cool they are. <laughs> and uh, the hey, guys, thanks for checking out my YouTube video. I made this video for YouTube that I put it on YouTube and I'm here making a video for YouTube. You know why they do that? No, I don't. I don't know if it's still true, but at some point it's believed they didn't get paid until you watch the first 15 seconds. Eh, okay. So they're trying to engage you past that point. So I went to YouTube to watch a video. I don't need a person telling me they made a video for YouTube while I'm watching a video on YouTube. 
Get it? I mean, it's just yeah, like... Yeah, I, I get it. That's like when you go to a car dealership and someone goes, hey, what can I help you with? What do you think? I'm at a car dealership. I don't know. Do you have lawnmowers? No, we don't. That's really strange. Can I, I get a, a gallon of... Yeah. Can I get a gallon of milk? A burger? No. All we got are these cars, man. Whoa. But you know what they mean. It's looking for... Are you looking for new, used? Do you know what you then want? Do you ask me that question. Anyhow, off, way off topic there. What if you just wanted directions? <laughs> oh, that's... No, that would just be someone coming up and asking me that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I should have a shirt that just says, yes, I know where everything is. Ask me directions. Please ask yeah. me directions. Well, YouTube videos aside. Well, you know, even on a good YouTube video, even if it's going to spoil content, usually the person tells you, hey, guys, I'm going to be talking about this in this video. We're, there are going to be spoilers in here. If you want to experience the content for yourself brand new, please come back and watch my video later podcasts that are out there that talk about new relevant stuff on Argus and or anything else, they will usually say, guys, fellows, whatever, people listening, my audience, my our beloveds. I don't know if anybody calls their audience beloveds. <laughs> That's really awkward. That'd See, be now a I think little creepy. <laughs> can, I, can I go back to when no, I said I could no. judge you? I'm <laughs> judging you no for go, that. <laughs> no go backs. But they will say, hey, uh, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about this. You may want to skip ahead for the next six minutes or whatever it might be. That way, if you don't want that information spoiled for you, then you're okay. Give me a warning. Give me an image. Give me a chance to opt out of what I'm seeing. Don't throw it in my face. And in this particular post that I'm referring to, it was thrown in somebody's face. I had already experienced it. And I was like, oh, gee whiz, that kind of takes away a lot of the, the, the impact. Now, I flash back back to something that I experienced for the first time. And we concluded that the spoiler window was way closed for that, and it was perfectly fine to spoil it. And that was my very first Lich King encounter. That was, like, it was on way on farm by then. And we were running with one of our friends, and they said, hey, don't worry about it. When you get to this point in the fight, the Lich King's going to kill everybody. But then he reses you, so don't worry about it. It's all good. And that kind of took a little bit of that surprise from that fight away. Yeah, you could have waited until you died, and then you went, oh, no. And then right. he told you. But or let it happen. it had been years since that content was, was relevant. So we Yeah, had, it's kind of on you at that point. Yeah, we decided that that window was far closed. But we were talking about less than one day when this person spoiled what is a pivotal plot point I feel at this point in time in the story. And for what, what did that screenshot show? Was it anything that they took care in putting together or found themselves in an interesting place or yes, post kind of cool? No, it was screenshots from the cinematic. So it wasn't anything that anybody else couldn't have gotten. Typically when you share stuff, you're putting some sort of your own spin on it. This was just screenshots of the uh, cinematic and their commenting. Can you believe this? Yeah, there's no effort into that. No. Not to be worth to spoil it for everybody. What the uh, admins felt, because someone tried to, people were asking to remove this post, remove the post. And what the admins felt was, well, it's current content. The content's out there. So we're not going to remove the post because anybody can go consume that content right now. And people's argument was, no, we can't because... We're at work or we're here. We're not in front of our computers wherever they're at. 
we can't go consume the content and the content, this part of it, which is a pivotal plot point, is now thrust in our faces. So what you're saying is it comes down to somebody doing something that's not technically wrong or not technically against the rules, but it's still rude. It's inconsiderate, yes. Inconsiderate, yeah. Yeah. Spoiler tag would have would have been phenomenal at that point in time. And like you said, a, a couple of additional images that were you know either blank or said spoilers ahead or a World of Warcraft logo. Who knows what? Something else besides what the person posted. It comes down to that human nature. Yeah, you want to be considerate. You really, really do want. But that flies out of the window sometimes when you say, but this is so cool. And nobody else is talking about it. And I'm going to be the first one. And that means that what I have to say and what I have to ask about this is completely legitimate. Why did this happen? What's this mean? What's going to happen now? And you ask that question, you just don't think sometimes about, is this going to ruin the experience for anybody else who's playing the game? Or watching the movie or watching the series or whatever's going on. Years ago, a friend of mine, he's a huge Buccaneers fan, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's the football team, American football. And how many years ago was this? TiVo was a thing. So that was like a DVR. He would not watch a live NFL broadcast because he hates commercials. So he would DVR it and start about a half hour to an hour later. Therefore, he could skip commercials and get to the game faster. If you phoned him to call him up on the telephone at any time during his window when he was watching the game, which was like an hour to half hour behind everybody else, if he answered the phone, he would always say, I'm on TiVo time. Don't say anything. That's how he answered the phone. Because if people, because if there was a great play, oh my gosh, can you believe that? Let me call this guy, get his opinion on this. I'm on TiVo time. Don't you say a thing. Uh, uh, okay, call me back. <laughs> <laughs> and about a half hour to hour later, you get that call. Oh my gosh, did you believe that? That ref screwed that call up so bad or whatever it was. Spoiler tags are huge. Use them. Give people a day, a week. It's in the long run, it's not that important to be the first person on the block to say something or post a screenshot of something. When you have that moment and something impacts you in such a way, don't take that away from other people. It's that simple, really. Let other people have that shocking moment, that ha-ha moment, whatever it is. That same moment you experience that makes you want to go talk to other people about that, wait. And let other people have that moment, too. So share things other people can engage in and don't be a jerk. Hey folks, a real easy way that you can help us here at the studio is use our Amazon affiliate link. If you go to hearthcast.com forward slash Amazon, it's going to take you right on over to Amazon and you'll get that same awesome service you've always gotten. The cool part about it is we get a little percentage of every dollar spent. So you go out there, you buy whatever you're buying, your game time, your figures, your mouse, your mouse pad, your new gaming rig, your new laptop, whatever it is. You go get that off of Amazon, and by using our affiliate link, we get a little bit of a kickback. And we use those proceeds to help upgrade things here at the studio to continue to bring you our awesome content. So we thank you in advance for doing that. Again, that is hearthcast.com 
forward slash Amazon. Ruth, there's a lot of different play styles. Lots of different uh, things you can do. Lots of different decisions to make in the game. Sometimes what one person might think is a resourceful shortcut might just be lazy to somebody else. Mm. How do we make that distinction? That is a wonderful question. The very first thing that came to mind for me for this topic was flight points. Now that we can fly, or wherever we can fly, when there are still flight points available in those places, it is vastly faster to fly as the crow flies, or as your flying mount flies, from point A to point B, a relatively straight line. Whereas taking a flight point, you get the scenic route, it flies all over the place to get there. Now for me, I find that I'll use a flight point and walk away from the computer, refill my water, take a bio, check on the dog, who knows what else, and then come back and go, ah, I landed, great, and I'll continue with what I'm doing. So you're spending, what, 10 gold? Not even that. In the game? All right, 5 gold. Not even that. It's it's, it's like silvers. Maybe one or two No, not in the Broken Isles. They're expensive. Yeah, Ah. it gets more expensive depending where you are. I I don't pay attention to that. Oh, God, you're not paying attention to your money going down the drain. Uh, you know what? I have a uh, an add-on that tracks how much money I spent on, on flight points. Oh, yeah? I should check that. You should check that. When you think about the fact that you are spending gold, it does seem a little lazy. And that you're taking a much longer time to do it just so you can sit back. Well, it's not like I'm there in front of the computer. See, this is yeah. the thing. If I was just sitting in front of the computer and watching myself fly around... Yeah, if I could have flown straight there on a flying mount and I'm watching myself take the flight points, that's that's like that. Yeah, okay, lazy. <laughs> but if I go wait, let me. I have to go to this place. Let me take the flight uh, points there, and let me go ahead and check on the dogs. See if the dog needs to go out, get the dog some food. What are, you know, take some. It's that to me is being resourceful. It's recouping a little bit of time for me to get to point A to point B. I can go do three other things in the house and come back and still be cool. What if the reason that you take the flight points is that you don't have the World Quest pop-ups? So every time, if you, if you go from point A to point B as the crow flies and you get near a place where there's a World Quest, you got, like, Cadgar popping up to make a dad joke, and then you got, uh, I use that World Quest Finder add-on. Dadgar? So that, yeah, Dadgar. Dadgar. So then it got him talking, and then, like, the in the middle of my screen, the three red buttons. Do you want to find a group? <laughs> Do you want to find a group now? Are you sure you don't want to find a group? We can find a group. We can do this right now. So sometimes I take a flight path to avoid that, and that's probably pretty lazy. You know, uh, there are times that, uh, so you have the rocket mount, passenger mount. Yes. And we're going from point A to point B, but it's really we're going from point A to point, I'll say K. What? Because you're just like, oh, I got to mine that. Oh, I got to herb that. No, oh, I there's don't a treasure. Stop. No. Oh, there's a no, I don't stop to mine once I'm already mounted. That's silly. And I only stop for treasure if you don't have it either. <laughs> you normally ask me to, so I don't want to hear it. Well, speaking of riding around, do you think passenger mounts are kind of lazy? Riding on one? I always feel lazy. No, and here's why. Please don't be mad at me. 
because I often, if I have a passenger mount, I often offer it an offer to take you on said passenger mount as the passenger on said mount. Sure. I'm just saying that that is a reason why people can do it. Now, number one, it's also kind of fun that you don't have to worry about someone getting lost. You don't have to worry about like, hey, we phased out. I don't know where you went. That hasn't happened in a long time. I think they fixed that. Oh, okay. That, had, that used to happen. But for me, it was I just wanted to get to the same place at relatively the same time to get the objective done as opposed to I'll be right there. I just had to go. Not, not necessarily you. Other people <laughs> that I've often uh-huh, played uh-huh. with <laughs> have said, I'll be right there. <laughs> I'm really just giving you time to fold clothes. <laughs> That's really what it is. Letting you get your household chores done. How deep can this hole get? I'm starting to get hot. I'm starting to sweat a little bit. You are, you are <laughs> oh my goodness. I think it's more efficient sometimes though. What's that dungeon we just did? Trial of uh Valor? I hate that dungeon. Say that very <laughs> When you're running back after you kill the bear or oh, running yeah. to the bear. Um, is hard not to aggro those mobs, I think. Just a wolf, not a bear. <clears throat> and you aggro yes. bears on the way. <laughs> oh, there, there's a, there's a bear rare mob. That's yeah, off to the left. Yeah. So if one person is very confident in their pathing abilities, and they know they're not going to aggro anything, get someone who's like, I don't know, it'd be better for them to jump on someone else's back. It really would. Rather yeah. than pull something in, in a inconvenience the whole team party. Yeah, because then if you, which happened to us, because people pulled stuff while other people ran, and apparently if uh, your party is in combat, you can't go through that teleporter at the end. Oh, that's true. And then we all died. So, okay, I can see it has its places and it has its, its advantages. Now, if you're just going like, you know what, uh, hey, do you have a passenger mount? Because I'm going to go, I don't know, catch up on Reddit or whatever. <laughs> Now, if the other person is like, hey, do us a favor, we're, we're going to go do this quest, we're going to go kill this boss, we're going to do whatever, could you wowhead that for me and look into it while we're heading over there, then fantastic. But is using wowhead a form of laziness or resourcefulness? That's a good question. It feels lazy sometimes. When you get a quest, do you try to do the quest or do you go to wowhead, read about the quest, and then go do the quest? I try to now because the quests have gotten a lot easier where they're a lot better at marking the map where stuff is. So it is at the point now where if you went and looked up every quest before you tried it, it would take you longer mm. than just going there. I'll use it when I get stuck. If something yeah. really weird or like, well, I don't, I can't find this. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. I'll go wildheaded, read a couple of comments. I just go straight to the comments. Read a couple of comments and go, oh, I get it. I understand now. I feel like the way some things are designed... That they're in a way where it's if it's not immediately obvious, then it's really obscure, and I wouldn't I wouldn't get it mm-hmm. at all. So I just save myself the time. Or and we have uh, we probably harped on this one a lot, and this is one of the you know I just want to you know the, the real MVPs on on Wowhead are the people that go the bosses in a cave. Oh yes, because <laughs> <laughs> you get to where they say and the this the, is where or, the cave yeah. exists. Yeah, they're the real MVPs because if not, because you get there and you're like, uh, I'm this supposed to be right here. And yeah, he, I see it, trees. As he What's is, going nothing's on? going on. What's happening? As he is squirrel, and the squirrels running around, and just got eaten by a wolf. But there ain't no boss here. Yeah. 
So in that one, I think the laziness comes if you don't try it first before going to Wowhead. And then the resourcefulness comes in, like, if you're stuck and now it's a matter of I need to get this quest done or this objective done, whatever it might be, and I can't, then, yeah, Wowhead is now a resource. What about add-ons in general? In general, add-ons are fantastic. They add a, a, a huge quality of life improvement to the game. But that being said, there are some add-ons that even though they tend to speed things up, might be considered lazy. Bulk buy is one that comes to mind. I love bulk buy. Why is that buy. lazy? Well, no, I didn't say it was necessarily a lazy oh. one. I just said it's one that comes to mind. <laughs> Because you can buy things in, it's always something where you, it, you should be able to get them in that quantity anyhow by default. And somebody makes an add-on that allows you to buy something in bulk like the Blood of Sojeris. We were able to get that, you know, at first you could buy them one at a time. Or you could exchange anything with that person one at a time. It's like, that's crazy. I want to buy a hundred of these things. And so there was a, a bulk buy add-on that got added and people could buy them in bulk. That saves a lot of time. That is not lazy. That is fantastic. Lazy is an auto-greets and auto-grats add-on for your guildmates. It's not just polite? We know firsthand that it's not <laughs> polite. Because <laughs> we used to use one. And then we had some person in our guild that had, uh, like, the names of all the umlas and everything else on it. And at first the person was, like, impressed that we knew how to type all those characters. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, wait, do you have an add-on that just auto-greeted me? And we're like, uh. <laughs> it's a nice thought. The fact that anybody could come on and they would not be ignored. Yeah. But and if they did something, they, yeah. were, they were acknowledged for it. There's someone in the guild I'm in now that has one and he ends it with, I think. So it's like, grats on the insert whatever you did achievement here. And it's dot, 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 I think. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that because like you do something really crazy, like uh, you, you get one of the super, super simple, you know, uh, 20 daily quest awards or something. Well, that, yeah, then that would make sense. But if they get one of the newer achievements, one that's harder to get, then saying, I think afterwards, just congratulations like, on the head of the curve. I think, what do you mean? Like, you think this is yeah, really hard to get sense. buddy. <laughs> World quest group finder. Is that lazy or is that resourceful? I think it kind of straddles the line, but I need to get things done. I yeah. Things it helps to do. you get things done. It helps you get in a group faster. But what it's turned into is that you can get in a group and not do anything. <laughs> and the quest still gets done. Yeah. So people can abuse it. Yeah, because you get party party credit. Yeah, and then you're not putting any thought to the, to the type of group that you're joining. Not that you really put that much thought into it anyways. But it does take away that. You're just pressing the button and getting assigned to whatever group. Instead of feeling like, I applied to this group, then I got accepted. Slightly different. Yeah, it's just how you use that tool determines are you being lazy or resourceful. If you aren't contributing to what you're doing, it's being lazy. If you are contributing to the objective, then it's being resourceful. You're getting the objective done and you're helping getting that objective done much faster. But if you're just using that add-on to join a, a party or just, you know, using the regular group finder and doing the same thing and not contributing to that, then it's a waste of time and you're being lazy. Here's one for you. It's not an add-on. We all get cooking now. And it really doesn't take a lot of effort to level cooking. Nami helps out a ton. And then getting some recipes and then getting the ingredients. But if you're not 
if you have a tune that is capable of getting the ingredients for a recipe and instead you're just buying everything off the auction house or buying the finished product off the auction house that you can readily make yourself, is that lazy or resourceful? What if the finished product is cheaper than the ingredients? Then someone's not doing the math right and that's being super resourceful. I don't think it's that bad. There are some older recipes that have five or six ingredients to them or materials, whatever you want to call it. And you start searching for them one by one. You find five and then the sixth one can't find it. But you can find the finished product on the auction house. So then what? Would have been easier just to buy the thing off the auction At house At that point instead. in time, yeah. yeah. I got burned by that. There was a long time ago. I had some quest to make, like, I don't know, five cherry pies, whatever it was. I'm like, man, I can just buy those. And I went to the auction house and I bought it. And it didn't give me credit because I didn't make, didn't make the it. five cherry <laughs> pies. I was like, oh, I just Gotta bought them. quest. I wasted that money. <laughs> I'll tell you what makes me feel lazy. I don't know if it's lazy or not, but there's a lot of stuff that is vendor instead of trying to sell it on the auction house. Depends on what it is. and depends on your server. That's the big question. Um, I have very, very poor luck with greens. I used to look at them and see if they looked cool, and if they looked cool, I would try to sell them for a transmog, and if they didn't look cool, I would just vendor them. That's the type of thing that I haven't bothered to try to sell. Like We were running some uh, low characters like through older dungeons, and even through the questing, I was getting some greens, and I was just vendoring them. And there was a time we were in a group, uh, Yumi and another friend, and we all rolled for an item. He got it. He sold on the auction house and then sent us our cut. Yeah, we and our got... cut was like 8,000 gold. Yeah. I'm like, how much gold am I giving up by just vendoring all these items? Yeah. But then the other side of that is I really hate trying to figure out prices for stuff. And I really hate putting putting up something at an auction house and having to remember to come back to it, and then it didn't sell. If it was like an immediate thing, like if I could somehow figure out if there was a market for it without waiting, I'd do it. Mm-hmm. But just the whole thing of like I put it up, maybe someone will buy it, and I don't know why it didn't get sold. Did I price it just a little bit too high? Is there just nobody interested in this no matter what the price is? I don't have the patience to sit there and list and relist until it sells. So my rule of thumb is this. I have uh, an add-on that when you hover over something, it tells you what the current price is going from the auction house. If it is significantly higher than what I would get from the vendor on that, I hold on to it. And then I go look at the Undermine Journal, WoW Auction. I see what those are selling for. If they're actually being listed and selling decently on our server, if so, I'll go back and I'll list it on the server, usually from the mobile app at that point in time. If not, I'll go back when I get home that night and I sell it. So I give it that little bit of, of a couple hour window, a day window, and make that decision. But that's exactly what I'm too lazy to do. I don't like doing all that. I've seen too many times where I get an item, there's four of it, there's four of it already in the auction house for maybe 2,000 gold. It's a five gold vendor. No matter what I put it up for, it still doesn't sell. Because four people have it, they're all trying to sell it for some price that some uh, computer is telling them to sell it with. Or one person puts it up for 2500 and three of the people put it up for 2499 And really, there's no market for it. And that's what's difficult to tell. That's what WoW Auction and 
I don't mind. going to tell you how many times that item has been seen on the auction house. But it's still just a guess, though. Like they, well, they'll they'll give you an estimate demand. Yeah. But that still doesn't tell you yes or no is this going to sell. No, it doesn't. So that's where the laziness comes in for me. Okay, I can give it you that. Yeah. I still do it, and I do okay. I'm not like I said. I'm not very successful with greens, but if it's a significant price, and I'll take the chance and sell that. Yeah, for me, it's just I feel a little bad, like I'm being lazy, maybe shorting myself some gold. But you know what? That item is out of my inventory. I don't have to think about it again. Oh, well, speaking about getting things out of your inventory, what about old quest without going back and finishing them? They're in your quest log. You started it. You didn't finish it. And you just abandoned that quest. Is that laziness or is it resourcefulness hmm. because you're keeping your quest log clean? That could be considered either or more resourceful because you're only doing quests that you have multiples of in an area. Mm-hmm. Just making okay. that easier time. All right. Last time the Darkman Fair came around, I gathered up materials before I went there. So the profession quests here, they require you to bring some stuff with you. Yeah. Got there, and I was missing flour to the cooking quest. I've done something very similar. I could have gone back to Stormwind, gotten the flour, and instead, I just logged out. <laughs> I'm like, no. So lazy. Like, I'm no. done. You're trying to sell breaded frogs, you don't have flour, that's your problem. <laughs> Not my issue, buddy. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking about not my problem, not my issue. What about doing exactly what the quest requires? If you need to kill 12 mobs, you kill 12 mobs. (laughs) That always cracks me up. The gnolls are invading. Go kill, I don't know, 15 gnolls. You're like, (laughs) all right, go out, you know, kill 15 gnolls. They're all laying at your feet, and then, like, 16th one comes after you. Run away! And <laughs> <laughs> they chase you all the way back. The flip side of that is when you're supposed to be doing something kind to somebody, like giving them water, or healing them, or checking on them, or, like, there's one where the kids are afraid, and you have to go, you know... Oh, yeah, or you have to release people from cages. Yeah. <laughs> like, three of them. Yeah, you got three. I'm done, y'all. The rest of y'all, uh, sorry, like... Ain't your day. Yeah, look, I'm getting paid for three. You're getting three. <laughs> it's, I just feel bad. With, like, there's one that it's in um, in Supermar. We got to go around to like their kids, and they're frightened and they're scared, and you have to tell you have to reassure them. But only eight. Yeah, only eight. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else, I'm sorry. Well, maybe th- those eight will reassure the rest of them. No, they run off and disappear. Oh. <laughs> they're like, okay, thanks. I can run away now. Like, okay. Run right yeah. past the mob that you were definitely afraid of two seconds ago lazy. that is now attacking me. Thanks, kid. I'll tell you what else I do that's lazy. Uh, on my mage, one of her class hall upgrades is to autocomplete one world quest a day. There's nothing wrong with that. That's completely resourceful. Yeah, but I feel bad because I always pick the one that gives me uh, order hall resources. Super smart. So then I use the Ordaha resources to give me the crystal to complete more quests automatically. That's just min-maxing that system. So I'm just <laughs> staying in my order hall. Minimum effort, maximum reward. That's all you're doing there. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like as a mage, I should be out shooting things. Maging it? Maging you should go it. mage things? Yeah, fireballs. To the face. Arcane missiles, all that to stuff. The face. But no, I'm just going to sit in my order hall. <laughs> use magic to get stuff done? I don't know. You're exploiting a loophole. I love it. <laughs> I just wish you could do that on the mobile app because that would be great. Yeah, you log into the game. Yeah. <sighs> There's still a problem. 
we asked you guys what you thought was lazy or resourceful, and this is what a few of you had to say. Ivory Tiger says, I'll admit, I'm lazy. I used the Dalaran Hearthstone from the Rogue and Warlock Order Halls because I didn't want to mount up and run to the flight point. Boltra says, begging for gold from strangers. Shono says, I use my whistle and take the flight point all the time. I'm lazy when I need to something and just buy it from the auction house instead of farming. Squinty says, Garrison. Nick Z says, everybody who buys milk and eggs from the auction house each winter veil. Rel says, in Warlords, I'd garrison hearth from the profession huts to inside the garrison because I didn't want to run a ride there. Angel says, flight points are the opportunity to go to the bathroom, get snacks, food, and etc. Lazy is tagging something and letting somebody else kill it. Well, thank you for all your responses to that. Uh, we like to post out questions every once in a while on Twitter, along with screenshots and updates what we're doing. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at HearthCastFreck, and Root is at HearthCastRoot. We host fireside gatherings here in Orlando. Uh, we are part of the Florida Fireside Meetup Group, and at least once a month we get together for, for a Hearthstone tournament. That means we are managing the entire tournament side of things, how things work in the tournament. In any tournament, one of the things you have to do is submit your Hearthstone deck list. So you tell people, hey, this is going to be a best of X amount of games. You need to submit so many decks. The people build those decks, and they have to submit their deck list, which then we receive, we review, and then when they come in the next day or whenever it is for the tournament, we say, you submitted your deck list. Yes, we got that. We verified it. You haven't changed anything. They say, yes, all right, perfect. Go sit over there. They say, no, I haven't changed anything. We say, great, hang out over there. Right now, there's a large honor system in this. Yes, we can go in and check to make sure that the deck list they submitted is the same deck list they're playing with. And innkeepers around the world do this. They're checking to make sure, hey, you said you submitted all these, this deck's here, you're playing with this uh, particular warrior deck that has this build. Okay, the same cards, cool, you're good to go. And then in the middle of a tournament, one person sees another person hanging out in their collections. And that seed of doubt gets planted. Are they making changes to the deck list that they submitted because they realize something isn't working right? Or did they see the deck that I have and that I'm playing with and they're making changes to their deck because they know they're going to play me and they're going to get an advantage by having a particular card in their deck. So then you can do a spot check. You Hey, they call an innkeeper. The innkeeper or admin comes over. They do a check. And is, if there's a problem, you have to deal with the problem. And this happens in Hearthstone tournaments around the world. And people can get disqualified from a tournament by changing their deck in the middle of a tournament. It's very clunky. And there's not a, a super streamlined way to deal with this. Before, we were using uh, images. People take screenshots. And then you have people who are sending in screenshots either from their laptop, from their tablet, or from their phone. So the format would get all wonky. But there has to be a better way. There has to be something in the game to do a tournament mode or to somehow lock in your decks. Now, we know from the import and the export feature that a deck is just a string of characters. I can send you a Facebook message that has my deck in it. You can copy the contents of that message, go into Hearthstone, and it will paste that deck for you. 
So if that's all it really comes down to, it shouldn't be that difficult to implement something in the game to lock in a deck. So what we're thinking is when you are creating a deck, once you're done with it, you're able to put a check mark. this is a locked deck. Now it has a timestamp on it. That's very important. Knowing when the deck was last modified, adding that information to the game, that's going to prove whether or not someone was cheating. Someone says, I think my opponent changed their deck in between. Well, they're using a deck that was modified yesterday, so no, they're not. The other thing you can do is you tell people your deck lock timestamp can be no later than, and you say something like 9 p.m. on the 31st. Yeah, whatever the cutoff is. So when they come in, you can see their decks. It has the time that those decks were locked. That means the time they were last modified was 8.45 on September 31st. You know that that is before your 9 o'clock cutoff. That deck is good to go. That can also appear somewhere on the UI when the person is playing the game. So someone can peek over their shoulder, an admin, and see that that deck that they're currently playing was locked on 845, September 31st. There's no doubt at that point in time. What we don't want is something that is a lot of hoops for a player to jump through to unlock a deck. It's very simple. This deck locking thing doesn't even need to be a checkbox anywhere. It's just... You could show the last time that deck was modified somewhere. That's one way to do it. The other way to do it would be, you know how if you are in standard mode, you know, you change that little toggle, and now when you go to play, your wild decks are grayed out. You can't select mm, them. Yes. So what if on a similar vein, you went into tournament mode, and any deck that wasn't locked, that wasn't uh, identified as a tournament deck, can't be selected. Okay, so what you're saying is I go in, uh, I know I'm having a tournament coming up, so I create my four decks, I lock them in place. When I get to the tournament, I now put myself in tournament mode, and the only decks I can use while I'm in tournament mode are the ones that have been locked. Yes, and theoretically, your interface would change color so that someone who's walking by or someone who's over your shoulder can see, okay, you are in tournament mode, you're not in normal mode. And this tournament mode, maybe it will... Disable crafting. Disable oh, browsing your collection. I like that. Because you can't do that now. There's literally no reason for you to be in your collection while you're at a tournament. I would want to see something that was merged with both of the ideas we just had. Because even in tournament mode, like if I come to a tournament and I check in at 1 o'clock and a tournament starts at noon, I have an hour window that I could make a change. So I wouldn't want that there. I would still want, as an admin, as an innkeeper, I would want to be able to see the person's in tournament mode, and I would want to be able to see very easily the timestamp of the deck the person's yeah, using. Yeah, I think you would want both. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the idea of this tournament mode because that it takes that, that even if it's not for nefarious reasons, even if you're just like browsing your card collection because you like browsing your card collection, what happens is perception becomes reality to somebody else who sees you browsing your collection and goes, well, what are you doing? You're changing cards. Like, no, no, no. I was just, I was just going through. Let me see your deck. You avoid that entire conversation by having locked decks and having a tournament mode in Hearthstone. I'd like to see some other things in this tournament mode, though. Maybe limit the chat to only people who are in that tournament or in that fireside gathering so that you don't have other people chatting you while you're at a tournament or you're in the middle of a tournament and you're playing and someone's like, hey, man, what do you want to do later on? You want to go get some beers or whatever? You're like, you know, that can distract you. Definitely. 
So if it's somebody in the fireside gathering, maybe it's just limited to innkeepers who can chat with you. That way, if you're somewhere, someone like, I don't know where you went. Hey, where are you? You need to be here. Oh, I'm sorry. I was around the corner. You can come back. Same with spectating. That's always an issue. We have to tell people all the time, be sure to turn spectating off. Be sure to turn spectating off. And you do this over and over again in a tournament. Not too long ago, there was an issue where a guy was either streaming or had spectate on and a person was watching them and could see their opponent's cards as well and said, hey, this guy's got this card, this card. As it turns out, this thing, it didn't matter. The guy won anyhow. The ruling was the person's information they received from his friend would not have mattered in the tournament. However, it still happened. So disabling that automatically or only allowing an innkeeper, and the reason I say only allowing the innkeeper to spectate is when we get down to the finals, we like to sequester those two players in a different room and show that final on a large screen TV via airplay or whatever else to the rest of the people who stayed at the, at the tournament. So by being able to broadcast that, I need as an innkeeper to be able to spectate any player. Plus, as an innkeeper, I want to be able to spectate any, anybody anyhow. To avoid having to walk around the room, I can just spectate anybody who's in my fireside gathering to make sure that they're in a tournament and make sure that they're playing. You know, I can jump on your computer and go, okay, there's that timestamp. They're good. And I can jump out. A lot of times the community has answers. And right now our answer is work. We have to work and we have to trust and we have to verify. And that seemingly should be able to be remedied by doing a deck blocking tournament mode for the Hearthstone client. Well, they're always making changes to Hearthstone, and it seems like they're putting more emphasis on fireside gatherings and tournaments as of late. So I'm curious to see what they have in the works. Well, Frank, episode number 362 in the bag. It is going to be a busy, busy month for us. We've got a couple of Hearthstone tournaments this month. You can check out all that information. You go to Florida Fireside. If you're in the Florida area, Orlando area, Central Florida area, check out FloridaFireside.com. You will get all the information you can possibly uh, need about what we're doing in the Hearthstone scene. As always, you can follow us on our social media that we mentioned earlier. We've got a Facebook page over at Facebook.com forward slash Hearthcast. And as Freck mentioned, we are on Twitter. So feel free to hit us up at any time. And as we close the show, we want to thank you for listening. <laughs> 